Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Uh, this time we are recording literally in the closing hours of the, um, the trade window. Is it, was it two hours the trade deadline? Yeah, two hours and one minute. As we speak. So, um, yeah, there's been a lot of big trades. Well, a few really big trades. So we thought we'd better talk about them. Um, also, with this chance of something else happening while recording. So that'd be fun. Yeah, it's been quite an NBA week, really, hasn't it? LeBron breaks the record. Um, Kevin Durant gets traded. Kyrie Irving gets traded. The Lakers pull off a three-team deal. And then, yeah, there's plenty more that could happen in the next couple of hours, which we'll have to come back and cover if any of that if it happens, actually materialises. Yeah. Podcast is a missile update. Um, well, I, I mean, the teams that have been involved in the big deals can't do much more. So No, so we can t- we'll talk about them and what has happened. I mean, did you expect, did you see this, the Nets blowing up? Did you see this coming? Um, I mean, the Kyrie Irving thing was shocking, but also it's Kyrie Irving, so it's not shocking at all. Yeah, but I kind of thought, well, obviously you had all this stuff in the off-season, and at that point it was like, are they going to be traded? And then they started playing, and they're like, well, they they had that massive winning run, didn't they? It's like, okay, they're actually quite good. They're all right. It's like, I thought they were at least going to stick for this year. Um, and I guess maybe it's just the Kyrie thing that. Yeah, I think it's basically Kyrie Irving. Like you just, there is never, even when there seems to be complete stability, there is no stability with him. Yeah, which is obviously part of how you like have to evaluate this trade to the Mavericks, who have been waiting to get away from the Porzingis thing, which they're not quite away from yet, and they. Yeah, there is a bit of time pressure with Luca, who's already like a top five player, and they've not got people around him. They messed up the Brunson situation, and in theory, like in theory, this makes them a much better team. Defensively, I don't know how it's going to work. Offensively, going to be amazing, but also like they just gave up a first round pick for a guy that just—he's also—he's a free agent in a few months anyway. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I mean. I guess they've got the bird rights, but he's yeah. I don't know how much that means with Kyrie. Like, is also well, he, predictable. He's also he's blown, blown money away already in various. Yeah. So like, um, turned out, lost money. One thing I guess though is, I mean, when he is playing, as like this year, I mean, he's not played like without drama much for the last few years, but this year it had been until this point, and he is obviously still like just really, really good. Um, and he was the second guy on the net, so we the second guy here. Um, but one way to look at it from the Mavericks' perspective, maybe, is um, they have, have potentially got like a cup, really cut price on kind of an all-star caliber player. That is the only way you can look at it. Like, I mean, that's the only way you do it. That because if they manage to keep Kyrie beyond this year, and it, you know, he doesn't. It doesn't all blow up immediately. I mean, they've not given that much up, really. Finney I mean, Smith is quite a big loss, given how perfect he is next to a player like Luca. Um, and the pick, as we've seen with other stars who've been traded over the last few years, 
losing that pick if the Kyrie thing doesn't work and then they are, there's a chance to trade for another player of that calibre, not having that pick will then matter because there will be another team that will want whoever it is who will have that pick to trade. Yeah. And that's where it might be, oh, they did this for like one playoff round. And even now, so I'm like excited to watch them together. I think it's, we've seen Luca in the playoffs. He's absolutely incredible. It's great to have him with like another elite talent at the same time for their organization. Like maybe just wait. I just, I don't know how the, it's really hard to convince yourself of the Kyrie thing unless, unless that trade had made them like the favorites in the West and it didn't. And it definitely hasn't after the Kevin Durant trade. So it was like, so it was like oh, there's, oh, yeah. what, they might they be a second-round team, team, like, with like, Kyrie and Luka. Maybe, but they were never going to be, like, the best team in the West, in the West going, going into the playoffs, playoffs with those two. So, Yeah, I, I mean, I, we had been saying that the Mavericks have to do something because it's the point where they are, like, they're literally wasting years of Doncic. And it's... Yeah. And he is that level of player that, like, like LeBron, like the one you've got LeBron, basically... In his prime, it's like you've got to try every year. It's or like even if he's 38, I mean, you've got to try. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, at this point, it's yeah, they should be doing more around LeBron, but yeah, it's not maybe not quite the same level of like, you know, it, that you, you feel like you've got a real chance if you just put guys around them. I mean, I guess you would, because they've got guys around LeBron, a couple of stars, but I don't know. Anyway. That's a that's a tangent. Focusing on the Mavs, I think they saying they had we we saying they had to do something and they have done something. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, it's I don't like, hate I, it. To they had to do something, but could that thing just not be involving Curry over? I just don't. Yeah, I have that, no faith it's, it's in a it. Risk. It's a big risk, but it's also. I mean, I guess, like you say, giving up the pick is. Not great. Um, but the thing is, is how big the risk is. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, they've not risked that much if Kyrie Irving basically just becomes whatever. Because of how, how good he is, like the upside of it, maybe it's not, it's not even about, okay, they make it, they have a championship team with um, Kyrie Irving and Doncic. As the heart of it, that that's probably not going to be the case. But I, even though Kyrie Irving does have these meltdowns, I'm not sure it will be like instantly. I'm not sure it'll be like straight away. He's going to. I mean, I guess he could just leave in the off season. Well, yeah, if, if he leaves in the summer and they get knocked down in the second round, then it, I, then it just seems like well, you just. Yeah, if he leaves in the summer, it's, it's, they've they've given stuff up and nothing. But the the upside is is that it, well, even if he's they're not going to win a championship with him, he's good. I mean, he carries on doing what he did the, he's done so far this year: twenty seven points a game. Um, and they extend him, maybe even like sign and trade, or whatever at some point. Or basically, if they they have him, it's like that's potentially is. His value, I feel like, could easily bounce back. Um, and then they essentially have a lot more assets than they had before the trade. 
that's the, the biggest upside, I think. Because you just, even if you signed the extension, you then get into trading him again. And I mean, they couldn't, they supposedly couldn't trade him before the season when he wanted to leave. Yeah. Not to mention the injury risk and the fact that he, I mean, he's also was suspended by his own team this year. Then the other day, his first day with the Mavericks, he deleted his apology about the video from earlier this year, the anti-Semitic video. He deleted his apology. Wow. And it's like, and then he said, oh, well, I still mean the apologies. Oh, why did you delete it? Like, just, there's just, there's just trouble. There's always a problem. I mean, yeah, from a, um, a, yeah. Like a point of view of the reputation of the franchise, I'm not sure you really want to be associated with him for many reasons like that. No, I suspect that's a view that a lot of teams took, um, maybe including the Lakers, actually. Yeah. Although they apparently did offer the picks, so maybe they thought wasn't it. What is weirdest actually about this whole thing is so the trade they made there, the Nets I'm talking about, where they got. Finney Smith and Dinwiddie, who are both like rotation players, and the Nets now have like two whole NBA playoff rotations on their roster. Not any stars, they just have loads and loads of rotation players. Do they even have like young players? Well, Mikhail Bridges and um, Cam Johnson. Yeah, Finney Smith's not particularly old. But um, well, what I was just going to say with the KD trade is like making that choice to send him to Dallas and not the Lakers, apparently. Is like they wanted pieces to help them now, which makes sense because the Rockets, yeah. who have had the best week anyone's ever had while losing all their games, the Rockets who own all of the Nets picks, maybe this, that's why they don't want to sign. This is what I was going to say actually about this Durant trade. Is I, even after the Irving trade, um, whereas in the summer it was like, okay, Irving wants to leave, and it's like, okay, then Durant's going to leave. At this point of like mid season, after Irving was traded. I kind of thought they were going to carry on. I mean, they're still like in a really good position to make the playoffs. Like you say, they've got pieces around Durant, even if they aren't other stars. And it's like well, you, you've got a chance at a playoff spot with Kevin Durant. But like just playing top four game. Like a, a top four home court advantage. Yeah. I, I, thought they, I would have thought they'd stick. I don't know why... Well, if anything, I thought it might be, can they try and make a deal with some other salary and some of the picks they've now acquired and put another player with Durant? Yeah, I don't know why they needed to give up. Well, unless he did request a trade again and it just didn't get public. That's what this kind of looks like. There was, some, there was some reporting in the aftermath of the Kyrie deal about, oh yeah, the KD thing it's yeah. not set in stone that he's staying. And often when you hear that reporting, it's like, do they know more than that? They're just not allowed yeah. to say it. To be honest, that, as you're saying, it does seem like a trade. And I mean, I don't think that really helps his reputation at all with the whole, you know, needing to play with other stars thing. Yeah. yeah. I, as a basketball player, I don't think he needs to, but it seems, it seems to be like he refuses to play unless he has got another star with him. Even if they're like an idiot, like Harry Irving, it's like, it's like, like I, I feel like he didn't need what he didn't need to request a trade. He could okay, request a trade in the off season, but it's like he's in a position where he's obviously playing incredibly well. Like they've got a really good record; they're having a really good season. 
Like, why, why do you need to jump ship? Now? Although I guess his thought, and I think I would probably agree with this, is he can't win the title with that current Nets team. But I, mean, I guess that's the point that people make, though, is why? Like, I, I know we'd say, like, we don't think he can. And, like, sure, yeah, they're not the favourites. But teams with stars have won the title when they've not been the favourites because their star has done the job. Although I... But they've had... I mean, I think Dinwiddie, Finney-Smith, and then the other players they've got... If you have to look at Ben Simmons with how he's played this year and his previous playoff stuff was, like, nothing in the postseason. Yeah. Um, like, you have... So, say that even if the, one of the Bucks and Celtics, they knock, one of them knocks the other out... You've got to get past then the Sixers and then one of those teams, you'd imagine, or like the Cavs. I feel like without Kyrie or without like some sort of trade to get another guy, like exactly, if they'd somehow like taken the picks they've got from this and the Sixers picks they've got and got Zach Levine, then I think I'd feel a bit differently. And I'm not like the biggest Zach Levine fan necessarily, but like just someone else who can. Kind of, kind of do a do bit, bit of like going off for 30. But I, I agree well, with I you. Agree like, with like, I mean, he's he's, he's still arguably like, he, well, he's not arguably, he is a top like five player when he's healthy. It's the thing is, I don't, yeah, why I don't know the need to jump the ship like now because I don't know. He's ended up with the Suns and I don't know. I I mean, I guess that Suns team with, with Booker and um. Durant now are like yeah, very good scoring again. But I don't well, know how confident I felt about them really, particularly well, we, that well, we, We've not really touched we've on really the Suns, so that probably is because weirdly on this uh, trade deadline podcast, we've not really mentioned the Suns yet. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I say I don't see them. I don't know if they're ne- that necessarily makes them like favourites. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm underestimating Durant, but. The whole, I mean, the fact they lost Bridges, to be honest. And Johnson. Yeah, it's like, what made them really good before was they had this scoring with Booker, but they also had all these other guys that were like, that well, they they could score, but also just great defenders. And they had like depth. And shooters. Those guys, yeah. And it's now... I don't know. I mean, I guess what, like, Tory Craig's going to get more minutes? Well, yeah, because the crowd situation as well, the fact that they... So since last postseason, they've lost basically their entire forward rotation. Now in Bridges, Johnson and Crowder went out in that trade. Remarkably, Aiton is still there. It was always like he'd be the matching salary if they make a deal. Things are not good with him. Who knows if things are good with him now or not? Don't understand that. Well, I think I do understand it. My, when I saw that, I was first like, weird, it's not Aiton. I think it's about, well, if they traded him, well, yeah, you can do the small ball stuff if you want. But um, it looks like if you're going to come out of the West, you probably have to play the Nuggets. Yeah. Not having a, a like, starting caliber center would probably be quite a bad idea, I think, against a potential three-time MVP. That seems, like, stupid. So, and I, I mean, the Nets also probably said, well, we want those guys. I guess they did get TJ Warren, but I mean, he's he's not a good defender, is he particularly? Well, he's no, he's not in the same like no, stratosphere as the other guys. He's 
it's like more it's like scoring. scoring. Yeah, um, more. They've got a lot of scoring now, but like it, they were a very balanced team when they when they made the finals. That team felt like it was like very balanced. They obviously had the playmaking Chris Paul, who's now like dropped off. But yeah. Do you know what fascinates me is I'm listening to a podcast. I wish I could remember which one it was the other day. And a reporter said there's been like the Suns have been sort of thinking of doing the two timeline thing, like the Warriors. The Warriors obviously won the title last year. And uh, when we start. Re- huh? The two timeline, what do you mean? As in like the team that's good now and then having young talent. Oh, yeah. Um, and the Warriors obviously done that and it's been kind of a bit of a controversial thing and before we start recording it looked like they might actually trade Wiseman for Sadiq Bey so maybe they're giving up on that but then the Suns new owner comes in and almost immediately makes the most all-in of all-in moves you can imagine as great as Kevin Durant is the games he played like his games played numbers have not been great basically as a Brooklyn net Chris Paul is like really up and down this year there's some games where he just looks old and there were in the playoffs last year and then games where he looked incredible. And they've got no draft picks or young players. So this, like, yeah, they'll still, in, like, three years, I mean, Durant, I think his contract's still be going, but they'll still have Booker and Aiton. But I don't know what yeah, else. His ultimate win now, and I'm not sure it is that win. I mean, obviously, they'll, they'll win a lot of games, but as you say, yeah, I don't know. That really moves them up when you look compare them to like okay, let's, the other teams in the West this year. I mean, they're not better than Nuggets still with that trade. Um, See, I, I think it moves them up a fair bit because I had them quite low before that trade, yeah. and I think the West, the West is actually fairly weak this year, but. I mean, part of the logic with the Kyrie deal was like, isn't this really open apart from Denver? Yeah. Like Memphis has been a bit up and down. Don't think anyone's that convinced about them like winning three playoff series to get to the finals yet. Yeah. Uh, the Pelicans obviously had injuries. The Warriors are all over the place. Curry's now hurt. There's a sense it is kind of open, and this does sort of close it up a bit. Is I think the Suns are now second. I don't think they're like miles ahead of third, and I think they are definitely second to the Nuggets. Who's who's third now then? I actually would still, if the Warriors get healthy, I would still have the Warriors like right up there. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, when teams have these huge home and road splits, you know, like on the road, they just aren't defending at all. Like the one of the worst defensive teams at home, they're still an elite defensive team, and they've got that five-man lineup situation where, like, basically, the guys that are going to play most of the minutes when the games matter are still destroying everyone. Yeah. So then um, when, when you go to playoffs, it's like just those guys play. Yeah, and so, I think we've seen previously with teams where they're like really awful on the road. It's not like they get to the playoffs and can't win a road game because you need to yeah. maybe win one in a series. Yeah. Um, so um, I might still have like the Warriors and Suns in the next bracket. Um, and then it depends what happens in the next couple of hours, I think. Like teams could make some pretty... I, I think the, this is the thing, that Irving trade... As much as like long term and stuff, it isn't great. And as we said, I think that puts the Mavericks up a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah, it definitely yeah. elevates them. That, they could, they could be third at the moment, given the Warriors injuries and stuff. Um, but yeah. So the other aspect of this deal, actually, we've not really mentioned, is the four first round picks, which is the that bit that really makes it very all in. 
for the Suns, as you say, like like your point with the Irvin trade with um I mean it's not really similar to that where they've given up one pick. Um well that means that maybe they can't do the max like just trade everything trade. And that's what the Suns have done here, where it's basically like okay, they now they can't do this again. Until the twenty thirties. Yeah. The actual twenty thirties. It's the start of twenty twenty three. These trades are absolutely nuts. Yeah, but it's it's basically like they can't do it do that. Like this is it now. And I mean they've got Kevin Durant. I mean you can't complain that much, I guess, when they've got Kevin Durant, but Yeah, I mean I if you should have it. it's hard ever I feel like it's very hard to ever get completely behind these really all in deals. Well, I think the problem is we've seen a lot of them that have not really worked. Like, the one that did work, or the Davis one, supposedly did work, and it has worked. And even that has been like, he's injured a lot, and has had periods where he's not looked that good. You have to get someone for, like, half a decade, or at least three seasons, and three playoff runs, where they're, like, a top five, top six player for it to make, for it to work out. And you think, like, the Clippers, that, like, again, you're looking at them now, and it's like... Uh, we didn't even mention them then. We didn't mention them after, and they're they're still in the draft capital pain from that trade. And showing you just Alexander is an all star. Yeah. Um, so you look at these trades, and it's it's more about like yeah the the timing of it, like how long that actually is. Yeah. Well, the Nets haven't really got, which is maybe the one thing for them is that it's almost a fairly low price in a way, even though they've got the picks because. The picks also, I don't think it'd be that valuable. No, and they, like they're also there forever, and they're not going to be that bad when they. Well, Devin Book is there. And the first few of those are going to have Kevin Durant as well. Yeah, so they're really not going to be good. And they've also, even though they've got like Miguel Bridges and Cam Johnson, said that really nice players to have. They've not got that like top, like prospect guy who's going to become a star. Um. But I guess maybe this is the thing where they they have all, a lot of nice pieces to go around the star. Um, yeah, there's yeah. Convince another one to come again, which who knows that happened given how well this has gone. They had all the stars not long ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a, a year ago, and then they had two a week ago. Yeah, I mean they supposedly had three after the Harden trade, but Ben Simmons I don't think really qualifies for that anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, if you get Kevin Durant and you're already like a semi-contending team, that is the time that you make this trade. Fine. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe the problem is that they've had to give up guys that aren't... Because Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson aren't just like young players. No, they're, they're like Usually in this deal, like, you give up young players because it comes something amazing. They're like key players for that. I'd feel so different if they'd given up one of them and Crowder. And I know Salary wouldn't work, but like figure it out. If it was, well, I don't, I can't remember the other, but maybe Saric they could have added instead. But like, look, the Nets had the Nets had all the leverage. But if they, and then it would be like, oh, okay, so at least you've got your five. Like, you've got your five, flip another second round pick for another bench guy, and then play like a seven man rotation in the playoffs or whatever, get someone on a buyout. But like, if your five was Paul Booker. Johnson, Johnson Durant, Durant Aiton. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. But it's like, okay, you've got four. You've literally got your four. Uh, Warren's a very elderly Chris Paul. Um, 
Uh, it makes me feel a little bit less confident in them, but like, just an unbelievable trade to wake up to this morning. Just an absolutely ridiculous trade, particularly because most of America didn't know it happened. It was another one that happened in the middle of the night for them. So it just happened when I woke up this morning. Yeah, we can get on it first. We should maybe we should have recorded this. Oh, we were talking about it. Weren't we? we were recording it earlier. Yeah. When? Well, we'll wait and see if there's any more chaos. Um. Yeah, have you got yeah, anything more on the KD deal? Um, I don't know at the moment. Let's. I think we should talk about the the free teamer, the big one, the guards trade. Yeah, just yeah, everyone's got point guards in the Western Conference. Just everyone tried a point guard. Yeah. Um, so does this fix everything? Because we know best team going to the Lakers, Mike Conley to the Timberwolves and Russell Westbrook to the Jazz. Who will be bought and out. And obviously a lot of other stuff around that. Um, so, yeah, so Westbrook might be going somewhere else. I don't know who else is going to want him. But, um, again, I mean, been saying, well, they should have done something like this in the off-season, I think. They've been needing to basically get rid of Westbrook. I think, for a while. And... To, he actually, I don't know, maybe, was he like not quite as bad as he had been? Uh, uh, I mean, he was improved to an extent, but he's still like, they're a worse team when he's on the floor and he can't play in the fourth quarter. And when he doesn't play in the fourth quarter, he ruins, he ruins the game for you, basically. Um, this is, I mean, there's all the talk has been like, could they just undo the Russell Westbrook trade? Like, could they get the pieces back? Like, there was even talk like, could they do a deal for Kuzma again? So, so I, I, I honestly, honestly like, like, I don't I really don't know where I stand, where I stand on, this. on this. The Lakers are definitely, definitely better with this. this. And even so after their loss the other night, they are three, three games, games out of seventh, seventh in the West. West. Like, it's like, so it's congested. But at the same but time, the same they've time, basically got pieces, pieces that, that are, like, less fitting than the guys they gave up for Westbrook. Yeah, that's Which I know is not how it works. Yeah, if they just hadn't done the Westbrook stuff in the first place, they would have been much better off. It's like an um, all-time shocker of a trade. Back. Yeah, because also Russell obviously is not not known for his defense at all. That is that kind, is I think. You, so yeah, I don't know. He's, well, he's neither, not, neither he's, is Beasley. Beasley's yeah, like a shooter, but I mean, if you're gonna, he is, he is. I mean, it is nice to just have another shooter. That is kind of what you should do when you've got LeBron. Have more shooting. So they've done that with Beasley, at least like another shooter off the bench, I guess, but. Yeah, the thing with the thing with that though is like so, particularly late in a game. But any time if they make the playoffs, and I guess this is just about making the playoffs, so no, it doesn't matter. Um, are you going to have Beasley and Russell as the backcourt because that's vulnerable defensively? And then Vanderbilt brings a lot of good stuff on defense. It can be like. But then I'm not so basically like much less of a shooter now, and you want spacing. So it's a bit of a weird one. It's like they bring skills they need, but because they're in such a bad position making this trade, like the skill, they're all players that are like all equally flawed next to them. It's like, yeah, DeAndre Russell is a playmaker that helps LeBron. We know he needs another playmaker. And he can shoot from the outside, but he also is like a defensive liability. That's not good either. Yeah. 
Although I guess Russell Westbrook was as well, really, wasn't he? But so uh, yeah, there's the thing. It's like yeah, okay, they they've replaced him with another defensive liability, but you can shoot, so it's an improvement. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it still doesn't look like a functional roster. Um, really. I mean, it's more functional. And if I kind of like that they compromised and didn't do something silly with both the picks. What, with the first round picks? Yeah, because they only included the 2027 one, which is like top four protected, um, but also doesn't roll on for years, which is really important for allowing them to trade other picks. Um, And they are clearly better for doing this trade. Yeah, they've also um and they also gave up uh Scarlett Anderson this deal, didn't they? But he was not much of a factor this season for them, but yeah, that's probably not a big deal to be honest, is it? The Lakers. Not especially. Not especially. Um, um and to be honest, removing Westbrook will help them like like people said before, I think just not having Westbrook would have made them a better team at quite a lot of points. He's had some good games, but even like even the other night with LeBron chasing the record, he was just like doing odd stuff. Yeah, like stuff that makes your team worse, basically. Um, it's kind of sad, isn't it? Basically, for so long, I guess his game was based just being Superman. And he, yeah, if you try and be Superman, but you don't have any powers anymore. And now he can't do it anymore. But he's like, what, he doesn't know what you do. Instead of it's like he's learned is that it, it, it does kind of make sense, and it's kind of almost like I don't know, hard to blame him, I guess. He's kind of his whole career. He's developed well, not his whole career, but most of it, I guess. He's developed as a certain kind of player of do everything, be the center of the play. And then it's like, well, I guess he's never really developed. Kind it's, of it's like vision. a picture. Yeah. A picture doing is stuff he like now. Yeah, it's now he's like being asked to do something completely different. He's done his whole career. So like, yeah, it's like almost playing a different game, I guess. Yeah, like so a picture like, who throws a hundred hundred and ten miles an hour or something, and then like one year they just don't have it anymore. Like there's no movement and it loses like fifteen miles an hour. They can't just throw the fastball anymore, can they? As I already learned in the other pictures, which you didn't need to. Yeah, and there's there's like a, that's basically where he's at. Um, and he might, to be honest, he might go to another team that has like loads of shooting on their bench, and he can just like come on and score in like the rest of the regular season. Yeah, play, like, I mean, Wizards, Wizards last year he was alright, wasn't he? Yeah, it just yeah, has it just to be a very specific year, was actually, was it? circumstance. No, it was, it was the year before. I'm getting confused. It does feel like the last few NBA seasons have just happened in like two years. There's been like five seasons right now that's gone on. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I quite, to be honest, the, I mean, I don't know what, what Conley's doing this year, but I actually don't mind that for the Timberwolves getting Conley. Well, he's, he's basically getting a, a guard that's a bit more like fitting with the team than Russell, who can be a bit like. You know, he can sort of want to do his own stuff, I think, at times. And yeah. um, and they don't have to give him the extension, which is the other thing with this. Well, Russell, yeah, because Russell was expiring. Yeah. 
Which does Which throw does up some questions question for the Lakers, Lakers, but I mean, they can answer those in the offseason. Yeah. yeah. Figure that out when it comes to it. The nice thing for them, too, is instead of having that complete albatross, trying to trade it and you need to attach a pick to get rid of it before now anyway, they now have like multiple salaries they could potentially move next season. Which, which two do you mean, sorry? The, well, with the Lakers, is basically, so they, if they say they extend Hachimura and keep these three guys they just landed, they've then yeah. got other salaries they can use, like combine two of those to get someone else, sort of yeah. thing. They're like not, they're not necessarily like completely in, it's untradeable. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I know they probably won't give them a deal that'd be untradeable because there's not, it's not really any need for them to give. D'Angelo Russell like a ridiculous amount of money. No, no I can't I imagine can't the market's going to be that that wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. All in all, it kind of makes sense for everyone that doesn't it? I mean, the the Jazz have got yet another first round pick, and the Lakers by twenty twenty seven. No idea where they're going to be, but there's a decent chance they might be really bad again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LeBron is probably not going to be still playing 2027. Probably. I mean, who knows? I mean, if he is, he's... Like five years ago, it was like he's playing in five years, isn't he? Yeah, but he's still not going to be... He's not going to be... I mean, he's definitely dropping off now, isn't he? He's still really good. But he is definitely not the player he was and in another four years. It's like, if he is somehow still playing... uh, yeah, it's not going to make them good. Not on, ne- on no, them. not necessarily. I, I like the tweet that comes up every time LeBron does something crazy or like breaks a record. Someone from um, what it must have been, like the middle of last decade, saying LeBron's 30, at least. It's something he's, he says something along the lines of at least we don't have to put up with this for much longer. <laughs> yeah, about that. Um Another thing that's happened so far, I'm just trying to, trying to see if any other deals about while I've been recording. I don't think they have. They're just like second round picks getting thrown around like crazy. Five went for Jay Crowder. The Nuggets sent three for Thomas Bryant, which like, I mean, Nuggets second round picks is all kind of about like the last pick in the draft for years, I suppose. And then um, the Hornets got a few in this Jalen McDaniels to the Sixers deal and Tybal to the Blazers thing. Um, and I just think it's kind of interesting is like so many teams have obviously blown all their first round picks but then what that means is the second round picks is like all you've got to trade so the Lakers did loads for Hachimura and now they got three back like even if they're not good seconds it's just having like something to give someone but I think it's the heat I think we've had with the heater points where it's been like oh can they make a deal and it's like well they have like one first but don't even have any seconds at points or like have one second it's like just to, yeah, just to get a deal over a line sometimes. I you just have, well, you literally have to have the salary, and it's like, well, okay, we don't just want your expiring like back of the bench player. Can we have something for this player? We don't care if it's like the 55th pick in a draft in five years' time, it's going something. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, that, isn't it? it is, they are like showing that they are actually useful. Yeah, just, it's, it's like a currency. You need some of it, don't you? Like, yeah. Otherwise, but you can't make said, any deals. That what well, they've got free back was in the uh, Thomas Bryant going to the Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Which, yeah, Thomas Bryant's a decent, decent player, isn't he? I mean, a decent, like a decent backup. backup. I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it? The backup someone like Jokic. And it's been a massive issue for the six with Embiid before. But like, when it actually matters, it's just like, can you have someone who's not going to ruin everything for like eight minutes? Yeah. I mean, that, is, like, for his rosters already, like, seems to be very strong, like, across the board. Just, yeah, give up the second round because get a better backup centre. Like, just don't lose us the game. Yeah. Like, literally, do not but, lose the game even, when you're on the yeah. floor. Or even, like, um, like, in playoff games and stuff. Like, you know, could you go on the bench for a bit. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean, right, really. It's like... Well, there was that was series. That was it the Raptors, Raptors series with the Sixers that ended in the Kawhi? I think there was more than... There was something in that series where it was, like, in Embiid's minutes, there were plus 100. But they were, like... In the like twenty percent of minutes he didn't play, they were like minus one hundred and twenty or something ridiculous. It was just like, like we've had with LeBron this year too. It's like just when your main guys off the floor, and it's worse. It seems worse with the center in the playoffs because it's like, yeah, just make sure they can't just like dribble up to the basket every single time. Be good. That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, you're not going to get overpowered. Yeah, yeah, the Crowder deal is an interesting one too, I think. Um, like they've been linked them for ages. Which so Crowder deal is this? Well, the Bucks got him after months of being linked with him. And also a sign that like the Nets are going to might reroute some people. I've not seen... It's not on my thing. Has this just happened? Uh, it happened when we started recording. I think it was basically... It was five seconds was quoted... And Jordan Wara, um, but the Pacers are also involved. Okay, um, I'm trying to find it. Five picks. Okay, what else happened? What was else was in this trade? Um, so he wasn't even playing for the Suns this year. Didn't realize that. So what has happened? What is this trade? Can you tell me what the trade is, Sam? Uh, I can't find the exact details of it, but it's like it's basically Crowder's gone from the Nets to the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. That also involves a backer and somehow. The Bucks will send Serge Ibaka and George Hill to the Pacers. So what are the? Is Jordan Moore not involved? Pacers doing. What are the Pacers giving up, or are they just getting some players for free? I think think they're swallowing swallowing some into cap space. space. Um. And they've got two second rounders. Well, yeah, I mean, he's he's always just a nice player to have, isn't Jake Crowder? He's one of these guys that's just a like, good, solid, complimentary player. Um, although, what do you know why he wasn't playing this year? Crowder? Oh, well, it was yeah. basically that trade request situation uh, where he asked to be traded and then they just didn't trade him. And there was a big fallout and he was away from the team. 
So um, okay. either you can view it as that he's, he's fresh or he's a bit rusty. Who knows? I guess we'll see. Yeah, that, yeah. But that's a good piece, I think, for them. A bit more shooting, a bit even more tough rusty defense. Yeah, I mean, a backer, it was a backer basically not playing. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't seem to be able to do it anymore. Just too injured. They've not really, I don't think they've lost anything there, and it's just like another guy for the playoff rotation. Um, which, yeah, they're one of these teams as well, where when they add someone who can help them this year, you sort of just don't really care about what they've given up, if it's not stuff that's helping them right now. Yeah. Absolutely as all-in as it gets. Top three, like, contender to win the title. It's like... Job done. Yeah, oh, yeah I'm, I think a, I'd quite like a um, Bucks Nuggets finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. there's a decent chance that, to be honest. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's been loads of other deals. Like the Raptors have got Jakob Pertl back in a strange thing where they've decided they need a centre now, like an actual centre. Yeah, and I mean, they've been the big one with whether it's like Van Vliet or. Ananobi or Trent or whatever, that's not happened. We've only got an hour to go. Um, so who knows if that's about to turn up. The Warriors, like if they're going to add any more like rotation pieces, like a wing or something. Sadiq Bey is being linked. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what comes up in the next hour. But like, regardless, it's been a pretty insane trade deadline, it really. Yeah. All right, let's wrap up there then. Um... And we'll have to, uh, if anything huge happens, we'll have to do another one. Yes. yes. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have to go again. <laughs> so, yeah, subscribe, uh, five-star reviews, um, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, all the good stuff. All that good stuff. No, I don't know. Okay. Bye, then. Bye. Bye.